I'm enough at last. Submitted for your consideration. To sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The time is now, and the journey into the shadows that we're about to watch could be our journey. This is Time Enough at Last. I'm Keith Conrad, uh, joined uh, in this effort by uh, Sean Majors. And, uh, you know, so the world is, is basically crumbling around us. So you want to... Uh, you know, really lighten things up. Uh, so what do you do? You, you watch the Twilight Zone. Precisely. Yeah, I mean, what, what else What else would you do? I mean, you know, th- there's a radio station in Chicago, and I don't know if you, you're, if this is the case uh, where you, where you and, and everybody listening is. There's literally a radio station in Chicago that uh, yesterday when, uh, and, and we're recording this, should say, in the, in the middle of the COVID-19 outbreak, and uh, just for some context, the governor of Illinois yesterday uh, put a shelter in place order. So nobody's supposed to leave the home except for, you know, work if it's necessary. But uh, but really, you're you're supposed to stay at home as much as possible. And uh, um, yesterday, as soon as the governor announced that a radio station in Chicago started playing Christmas music. Oh, wow. And uh, I like yeah, I get it. They're they're kind of trying to be goofy and funny and, and cheer people up. But I'm like, you know what? If I if I was worried that this was the end of the world, the fact that the radio station started playing Christmas music that isn't going to dissuade me from thinking this is the end of the world. <laughs> that um, that's kind of terrifying, also, especially if it's that Paul McCartney one over and over again. Uh, well, I haven't heard that one yet, but uh, the the first <laughs> one we heard was uh, Felice Navidad. So that was a, it's a little weird. Like I, I know it's it's March, so especially here in Chicago, it's still a little chilly. But it, it's a little weird when you know it's it's uh, it's the end of March and you're hearing Feliz Navidad. That 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 is not you know like I I feel like you you want something that's going to make you feel like everything's normal, uh, everything's going to yeah. be okay. And the fact that you completely disrupted everything and started playing Christmas music that's not helping. It's a little terrifying, actually. The more I think about it, the more off-putting that is. The more of a Twilight Zone episode it kind of sounds like. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is, you know, in Chicago, there's a there's a few different radio stations. They were the only ones doing it. So uh, their, their argument would probably be, it's cheering some people up. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Yeah, that's very true. And I guess you know where the ratings come out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who won COVID-19. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of kind of, uh, you know, like... Twilight Zone, of course, is known for, you know, being a thriller, a, a horror series, I guess a horror series. I don't know what yeah, wait, it's a very, it's really a very, it. uh, very low key horror. But like, man, when we get to those goofy apps, oh, God, you and I are going to you and I, I think are going to have some fun conversations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Dingle, the strong, not one of your, uh, uh, one of your favorites. You know, I, I routinely skipped uh, skipped over that one. And actually, you know, uh, uh, when I, um, I I first rewatched this entire series maybe like five years ago, and that was the first time that I made myself liter- like sit down and watch every single second of every single episode. And this one was uh, one of the ones that I typically would skip over if I did a casual rewatching mm-hmm. um, the M- Mr. Dingle episode, as well as um, 
Oh God! Uh, <laughs> this is the beginning of a of a theme of you helping me out with episode titles. Um, the guy is trying to get home, and he runs his t- runs into his kid self. Oh, that would be uh, walking distance. Yeah, three popular episodes, particularly walking distance. Um, but usually, well, I, 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 I skip would say over that it. walking distance is like uh, you know, sort of with the the theme that that walking distance is a goofy episode. Oh no, no, no! It's it's like overly sentimental. Yeah, just one of the ones that I that I would typically skip over, and um, I guess that's one of the ones that not overly goofy that that, that I would skip over. But yeah, the Mister Dingle one, and then. Um, yeah, uh, we'll 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 know him when we get to him. But we're doing every <laughs> single one. Yeah, we're we're committed to this. Uh, it's a you know there. I believe there's 156 uh, episodes now. Now, so we should decide. You know, really at the beginning here, uh, are we going to dip into like the 80s, uh, the the early aughts version, and the 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 Jordan Peele version, or are we just sticking with the original? You know, I think that. Uh, Def, I, I think we get through the uh, the original series. Um, definitely commit to doing the hard to find fourth season. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Even though those are an hour long and very hard to get through. Um, and then you know we'll see where we're at. But I I'm on board. If you'll still have me after after three years of of podcasting, then <laughs> then I'm sure I'll be on board as well. Well, the funny thing is, like, and I, and I don't know if it's because they were necessarily bad or because they're just not as available there's only one uh hour-long episode that i actually like remember liking and i honestly couldn't tell you the name of it i I just know that there's a guy who's who's sick of modern life and decides he's gonna gonna time travel and try to change the past and he can't do it he tries to kill hitler and he's stopped and yeah uh, yeah And, and then he finally settles in like this small town and he ends up he ends up causing this big big disaster and he finally goes back and says ah, i guess modern life isn't so bad and uh <laughs> and it's actually like like really good and and, and interesting but uh, i couldn't tell you what it's called i just uh just know that that's literally the only hour-long episode that ever ever resonated with me i'm uh i'm looking at wikipedia i'm not going to pretend to know the answer to it but it looks like it's no time like the past that sounds like based on the on the name and it, that sounds like it would be it so as we get started here, we're talking about uh, the Twilight Zone. Um, what what is your story as far as your your entrance into uh, into watching the Twilight Zone? Um, I I'm pretty sure it's just the Fourth uh, of July and New Year's Eve um, marathons on Sci Fi Channel that my dad was always watching, and you know. It's funny. I actually started rewatching Tales from the Crypt, which, and I was thinking about my entrance into that, and it was my dad was watching it. Which Twilight Zone is probably more appropriate to show <laughs> to show like an eight, eight year old or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think it was sci fi. How about you? Well, for me, uh, that that was obviously a big thing because um, so so before sci fi got the uh, the rights to Twilight Zone, and basically they bought it, and ever since then they've kind of had it locked down. Uh, until now, now CBS is uh, yeah. CBS obviously has it as well, but uh, at least online. Uh, but before sci-fi actually existed, uh, it was actually syndicated like a like a regular show. And uh, WGN here in Chicago actually used to run them on the afternoon in uh, on Sundays. 
Wow. And if it was baseball season, that would be the thing that would immediately follow Cubs games. Oh, perfect. And if it wasn't uh, baseball season, they actually ran this show called Family Classics, which was like uh, it was a it was a it was a, a show that would show movies um, like classic movies. And, and obviously based on the name, you can tell you the idea was you could sit and watch with your with your family. So yeah. that would occupy like the block that would have been the Cubs, you know, during the winter. And the Twilight Zone was on immediately after Family Classics. So that was actually like it was uh, almost a Pavlovian thing that yeah. you know, immediately after the Cubs are done, uh, we're watching the Cubs. The first uh, episode would almost uh, almost always be interrupted. So you'd be entering it, you know, like right in the middle. And uh, and then they run an episode after that. And um, there was uh, there was that. And, um, uh, you know, whenever we would go uh, camping, um, like as a uh, sort of a ghost story, my dad would uh, tell us a, a Twilight Zone episode, and then like oh, that's cool. Like months later, we would we would see the episode, and we're like, oh, that's where he got it. <laughs> that's great. Uh, like, like the the one that I remember specifically about that was uh, uh, I think it's a hundred yards over the rim. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Another another time travel episode where th- that was one where yeah he he told us that story, and then like. Seriously, like a week later, it showed up on the Twilight Zone on uh, on, uh, on WGN. No, so that, that was did, my entry to it. Did your dad like? Uh, did he act like he was making these stories up, or? Oh no, he he would totally tell us. Uh, totally tell us. Oh yeah, this is on the Twilight Zone the other night. I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Got it. And uh, yeah, there was that, and uh, also the Howling Man was. Uh, oh yeah, was sure. Thing, I remember. Yeah, I um speaking of a uh, hundred yards over the rim, it's you know after rewatching the full series uh, a few years ago, it just what struck me the most is that uh, the best way I can explain it to somebody else trying to enter it is be ready for about five percent of every episode or five percent of the episodes to be about an astronaut stuck in the old west or a cowboy in space because it's yeah, uh, yeah. like those those are the like you know overarching themes about you know. Um, we, we talked about it uh, before we were uh, before we hit record here about just you know the the time and place <clears throat> that the nation was in in 1959 when the show started and uh, you know just the fears that kind of enveloped and how they're uh, um, how they're reflected in what the majority of the country was watching every single week and I think that's actually no better reflected than Rod Serling's uh, probably his shortest um, introduction to an episode. Uh, this one, um, the place is here. The time is now, and the journey into the shadows that we're about to watch could be our own journey. That's, uh, I mean, I think that sets the, the theme for the entire series. Well, it, it's actually interesting because uh, you know, as you as you said, there's there's a lot to deal with astronauts and flying in space and, and things yeah. like that. But this was actually this was actually unique because it was something that actually theoretically could happen. Yeah. And uh, because it's, it's um, you know, where is everybody as an astronaut that, uh, well, you don't know he's an astronaut at the beginning. Right. Um, you know, we just find him sort of walking along the street and then he, he comes upon a, uh, at first, a, a restaurant with nobody in it and then an entire town with nobody in it. Yeah. And uh, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. And and I will say that uh, uh, props to, to him. I know it's. You know, basically because it's what the script told him. But I would have been freaked out a lot, uh, a lot quicker than he was. Um, so that hit me no 
no more clearly than when he realizes that the woman in the car is a mannequin. Because mm-hmm. um, that scene is legitimately off-putting. Um, maybe it's just a personal fear of mine or a personal, you know, some people are terrified of clowns. Like when you see that long shot of the quote unquote woman in the car before he runs over to the car and then you realize it's a mannequin, that entire, that entire sequence is terrifying to me. And then he just kind of brushes it off. He's like, Oh, I always like the quiet type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's key. He's, he's already thinking of, uh, of witty remarks. Like he's uh, David Crusoe or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, we find out that he's in uh, or he finds out that he's in the Air Force, um, but he's still trying to figure stuff out. And, um, you know, he he does make a uh, he does make a a very, a very cogent remark. That's, um, you know, if this is a dream, I must be the most complete dreamer there is because, you know, you have a basketball season uh or basketball team's basketball schedule on on a on a board in the diner and you know different kind of books and everything like that so which by the way i was actually having this conversation with somebody uh this past week because uh i was describing a a dream i had and he's like wow you had the most detailed dreams ever (laughs) i was like yeah yeah they all have like backstories and (laughs) i know exactly what's going on and 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 there was once where i had a dream where i actually it was a complete story beginning to end and it actually had closing credits (laughs) so so that's just how my brain works you may have been stuck in a twilight zone episode i I may have been yeah to me the um the uh the the weird thing is when uh is when things start kind of reacting to him like he, he visits a jail and he's yeah you know, looking at there, there's like a, a, a shaving thing there and he's looking at it and the and the door starts shutting behind him i'm like well yeah if there's nobody nobody here well, how, how did that happen yeah why is the cigar smoking in the ashtray stuff like that yeah and, and that, like i said that's uh you know even after that there's just a, a scene where he's he's just sitting on a park bench playing tic-tac-toe and i'm like dude i'd be a lot more freaked out if this was happening. <laughs> that's um and again kind of kind of watching this episode i'm like god is that going to be me in like a week if i think <laughs> it, it, it for my dog <laughs> yeah I, you know i i was lucky because i i actually watched this uh like last week so um like just before things were really starting to get weird. So if I, if I watched it today, I'd be like, Oh, you know what? Let's skip this episode. (laughs) You know, and with, with kind of everything, you know, ramping up and, you know, it's going to be weird for a couple weeks here, here in reality. Um, um, but there was one, one line that, uh, the, the main character, I apologize. I've already forgotten his name. I don't Um, think he has a character. Or, yeah. I don't think he has a name. I think he's yeah. he might just be pilot or whatever, um, or man. Uh, but he does say at one point, uh, "If I can't wake up, then I'd like to have somebody to talk to." And yeah. it just reminded me of the rash of virtual happy hours that you know we've seen on social media and everything. And it's like, ooh, this stuff is hitting close to home, key. <laughs> Wow, he actually does have a name. I I don't think that uh, you know because I I just decided to look it up. Yeah, and uh, his his name is Mike Ferris. Man, they gave him a first and last. Yeah, I, you know, maybe they're they're mentioning that uh, you know at the end when he when he comes out. Oh yeah, uh, but, but I that that's really interesting that uh, and uh, um, you know nobody else has a name. 
No. <laughs> it, it's it's Mike Ferris and then Air Force General Doctor Reporter Number One. So he's the only <laughs> one who has a name in the in the episode. That's uh, that's really interesting. And it's it's Earl Holloman, by the way, the 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 star. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm. I'm really uh, one of the things that I'm very excited about. Um, kind of embarking on this journey with you, my friend, is um, the. Uh, just kind of as like, you know, when George Takai shows up in one episode or, you know, somebody else that we recognize shows up in an episode, it's it's going to be fun to like be like, man, that guy was just a baby back then. Or that woman, like she wasn't famous yet. Well, I think George Takai, he's only in the really awful one. Uh, There's one, one. It, it's a it's a very I forget what the name is, but it's like um, he he plays a Japanese soldier and. I forget what it is, but it's a, the the moral of the story is racism is bad. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, uh, see, see, that's the thing that I think that uh, uh, Serling did so well that I think a lot of writers could, um, you know, could could learn from is he would he would be making like very definitive proclamations about yeah what is right and wrong yeah, but it tended to be things that. When you stopped and and actually, you know, took a look at what was going on, everybody could agree they were right and wrong. So yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't ham handed in any way. It was, you know, it, it, if every you know like like when uh, the monsters are due on Maple Street, yeah. it's pretty clearly supposed to be, you know, about McCarthy and everything. But it, it just there, there's it just wasn't ham handed about it. It, it was it was it was breaking it down to like the most universal thing and saying, okay, I think we can all agree on this. So let's talk about this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, there, there's more than a couple um, articles out there just about like what we can learn to uh, from the twilight zone, you know, in modern times. And it's, it really is like just fascinating to see the political turmoil that was going on in the country. Um, I mean, I guess it's always going on in, in, in every country, but um, that specific turmoil and just to see how Rod Serling um, approached it. And um, it, it, it's the, like you said, the way he does it, it's, it's not ham handed. It's um, it's it's very relatable to, you know, if you're just a, a middle class family sitting down to watch TV on a Sunday night, you know. Yeah. And uh, what? And uh, when there's actually a great interview that uh, Rod Serling did with uh, Mike Wallace uh, right before the Twilight Zone aired, like when he was doing the, you know, basically the PR for for the Twilight Zone. Oh, cool! I haven't and seen he that. Was, uh, he, I'll I'll post a link on Twitter. It's 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 really good. And um, and he's talking about you know the the stuff that he had written before because he had written he had he had uh, gotten, I think like three Emmys before the twilight zone even happened. Really? And they were all uh, actually like uh, essentially TV movies because he wrote for a, a show called playhouse 90 where they basically did a live movie every week. Wow. And um, like a 90 minute, hence the name playhouse 90. Yeah. Um, they did like a 90 minute live movie every week. So was that on you can national TV or yeah, it was on, it was on CBS. Wow. And, um, and it's ballsy. He, I, yeah. Like, uh, I, I was watching a biography, actually the American masters thing on, on Rod Serling. And like the first, I say half hour of it is talking about talking about that and like the logistics of pulling it off are just just had to be i can't imagine staggering especially back then 
And, uh, you know, even, yeah, I mean, the, the budget behind it just had to be, uh, oh, yeah. to be something. And, uh, and he's talking about how um, basically CBS would, uh, any network, not, not just CBS, not, you know, it's not uh, piling on them or anything, but, but any network is, is sort of subject to the, the squeamishness of the sponsors. Yeah, for sure. And so he was talking about how he had wanted to write a, uh, he had done a script about um, uh, Emmett Till. And oh. um, uh, th- like the network just like scrubbed everything out of it. I'm sure. And yeah. They, they turned it into like a Mexican, you know, story and, and they just completely turned it around just because they didn't want to do anything controversial. I mean, and, that's like Emmett Till died in like the mid fifties too. That's like, a, yeah, so it's, it's was murdered in the mid fifties. Like that's yeah. wow. That's a fresh wound too. Uh, yeah. It's a couple of years before the twilight zone. So it really is right after. Jeez. Yeah, it would basically be like uh, somebody doing a story about Trayvon Martin now. Yeah, for sure. You know, just as far as the timing wise, not yeah. Don't, don't anybody no, of course. <laughs> get mad at me on Twitter. I'm just saying the time. They will. It's Twitter. Uh, they, they will. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he, he basically comes out and says, yeah, you know, if I'm making it space aliens, I can tell whatever story I want because yeah. I'm not, you know, I, n- nobody's going to, nobody's going to kick up a fuss about it if it's, if it's space aliens. Yeah. And, uh, and the, you know, that was his plan going in and that's, that's what he did. And um, I wanted to touch on one thing you said right at the beginning about how it was it was his simplest uh, introduction, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's because you know uh, where is everybody was actually the first one that was filmed, and oh, wow. they filmed it uh, quite a bit before everything else was filmed, and they they did this one film you know like it was it wasn't exactly a pilot in the way that that they're done now. But they basically filmed it to show it to advertisers to say, this is what this show is going to be. Do you want to you know, be a sponsor? Yeah. And so because of that, A, he's, he hasn't been doing it for a long time. So that's probably why he hasn't, he hasn't quite gotten the, the theat- theatricality of the, the yeah, sure. yet. And he's basically just saying, this is what, this, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, it's perfect. So I, I don't know for sure, but it, it might be that he wasn't even necessarily planning on the narration being a part of the show at the time. They were just trying to show it to, uh, you know, to advertisers and sort of explain what it was, and it was something that kind of worked. Yeah, the um, that's really cool, and I, I was I was kind of trying to learn everything I could, especially about like the first very first episode. And what I, what I, one thing that I saw and, you know, I hate that it's on Wikipedia just cause it's so basic, but, um, it's, <laughs> it says that, uh, um, the original pilot was supposed to be something called the happy place, which yeah. revolved around a society in which people were executed upon reaching the age of 60 being considered no longer useful. That just sounds like the obsolete man. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say the obsolete man. I would say it sounds like Logan's run. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah no, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know if that was, uh, I, I don't, you know, like I know he was involved in, uh, in Planet of the apes. I don't know that he was involved in Logan's run, but, <laughs> but it, it does sound like Logan's run. I'm surprised that that didn't make it in. Like that, that yeah. seems like a, like a twilight zone sort of story. I wonder, I wonder if he like just didn't see Logan's run and then he like took this to producers and he's like, I got this story, man. Oh no. Logan's <laughs> run would have been, 
would have been after uh after oh yeah far out right like uh maybe 15 say, years 20 years using our, our our magical internet machine let me see what you're logging <laughs> from made oh 76 so see yeah way ahead of his time um yeah yeah it, uh and it does not look like he was involved in uh in Logan's interesting drive. um <clears throat> yeah i i think that uh it's interesting just to see, especially like, um, like, like I said, I, I looked up a bunch of stuff that like happened in, in 59 and, uh, like Alaska and Hawaii were admitted as our last two States. So our country yeah. literally became complete. Um, we, uh, it was the debut of the Barbie doll and little Caesar's pizza. Nice. <laughs> um, two, uh, two very different messages there. <laughs> both, uh, both probably affect uh, one's body image. I would imagine they, they do. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Fidel Castro's Cuban government was first recognized by the U.S. Uh, Bonan- Bonanza also uh, premiered the same year, earlier in the year, and um, probably most relevant to the Twilight Zone, the Explorer Six first sent pictures of the Earth from orbit. Oh, that's cool. And um, uh, my uh, my bit of trivia that I, well, I love to throw out about this uh, this episode. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely I'll definitely post uh, the video on uh, on Twitter. Um, so uh, Mike Ferris, as we've learned, he's he's called, is uh, walking around a a town square. And when he first gets there, he walks out a door, which I, I think is uh, from the restaurant. Yeah. That door is the exact door that old Biff is standing in when he overhears Get Doc Brown here. and Marty uh, talking about the time machine. And, and ultimately, he decides to, you know, like take it and, and screw up the future. That's and so cool. That, in, that entire town square is the town square from Back to the Future because it's, it's the same set. Yeah, I think it was the MGM lot. Yeah. And as he's there's a moment where he's looking around the town square and he pans around and you can clearly see the courthouse um, from Back to the Future. It's just it's cut off at the top like uh, the roof is flat instead of having the peak where the where the clock is. Yeah, Uh, it's just it's just cut off. I don't I don't know exactly why that was, but, uh, you know. Apparently, the uh, the set did change a little bit over the years, but actually not by much. That's really cool, and and it's a it's a little eerie to think that that was it was fifty nine. They were probably filming it in fifty eight. Yeah. Um. So that's actually you know Back to the Future. He was going back to nineteen fifty five. So it's it's actually not far off from uh, from where they were in Back to the Future. But it it's literally the same set, and once you know it's the same set, you can't unsee it. <laughs> That's crazy. I, it just makes you wonder how much real estate is really on on these lots because it's like, if that's, I mean, I'm sure it was used for plenty of other things in between Twilight Zone and Back to the Future. But well, I know that uh, the most recent thing I had ever seen it in was the movie Bruce Almighty. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a scene at the end where it's like literally the very end. He's doing a news report at at, at the very end, and there's just enough of it visible that that oh. You know, I could see. Oh, that yeah, that's the same set. That's cool. And and I th- I want to say it actually because there was a fire at MGM just a couple of years ago, and I want to say that that was one of the things that burned down. Oh man, what a casualty! Yeah, yeah, because apparently there was a there was a lot of stuff filmed there, and uh, actually that now this is this is getting really in the weeds. So um, and and I'll mention this little tidbit again. 
when uh, when we get to the episode. But Nick of Time, oh, yeah. uh, the one with uh, William Shatner and the little fortune telling machine, yeah, uh, that um, that that little sort of town square that they're in, where this restaurant is, they turn a corner. And that building on the corner is actually the police station from Turner and Hooch. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I, I just had um, a uh, movie poster um, shrunk down uh, or uh, the, the Turner and Hooch movie poster uh, painted to put my dog in it. Um, oh, nice. Which yeah. uh, that's funny. Came came last week. Um, also, I, I think that the um, the little personal jukebox in Nick of Time is the first time we ever connected on the Twilight Zone because you, you you posted a you, you have a replica of it and you posted a photo on Instagram or something like that. Uh, yeah, I actually do have a, a replica of it. Um, my brother gave it to me for my birthday several years ago. That's awesome. And uh, it, it is a little weird when you see it uh, actually in color. Yeah, <laughs> the, the little guy is uh, is is black and white, but the the uh, you know the the fortune telling machine napkin holder thing is yeah, red. And, and it is a little weird to see, actually see it in color. But yeah, um, yeah. Occasionally, one of my uh, favorite things to do is just occasionally say, "Oh, I found a bunch of pennies. Who wants me to ask a question?" and post that <laughs> on, on social media. It's terrifying. <laughs> A, a little bit, yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's. I, I will say that uh, uh, my fiance, very early in our relationship, she was over at uh, my uh, apartment, and uh, like halfway through, she she just looks over there and sees that as like, what is that? <laughs> that, that Did she to, recognize it? No, no, no. She didn't. So That's I, cool. I, I don't. I, she's not familiar enough with the Twilight Zone. She, she hadn't. Um, she had never seen that episode, and uh, uh, so, so that was a new experience for her. That's so funny. Since then, we've seen a couple of New Year's uh, Eve marathons. So, oh yeah, she, she's oh, seen yeah. enough Twilight Zone to be annoyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask of anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I. Uh, the the one thing that really struck me about this episode, you know, as we're as we're closing things out here, is um, I believe that he's supposed to have been in this thing for two weeks, and this is 1959. So let's give him some credit that this is before anyone has flown in space. Yeah, and it, it was supposed to be basically like 20 days, like going to the moon doing a couple of orbits and, and coming back. So like a, a full yeah. mission all by yourself. If you knew, like, like for one thing, I like they're, they're really sort of uh, overestimating the unknowns of space travel. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because, you know, like within a few years, we had sent people up for two weeks and granted, that was two people. It wasn't. It wasn't one person all by himself. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but 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 they, you know, they were they've been up there for two weeks, simulating a, a, a mission to the moon and back. You know, it, 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 it is a good good topic for right now. If you told me you're going to be alone for twenty days, Oof. I could do that <laughs> because I know it's twenty days, and then I'm and then I'm done. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Well, I'm I'm actually thinking about that. Like, I could do that with my current technologies. <laughs> I could. I, I don't know yeah. if I could do. 
I would really have to rekindle my love affair with reading. Like if I could yeah, read, yeah. if like if I had, you know, and this kind of gets into time enough at last, like if I had books around, sure. But if I was like stuck in a box with just like, you know, nutrient paste to eat and nobody to talk to. Um, but, but still, it's it's for twenty. It's not a year. It's not like you're Mark Watney on Mars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's twenty days, and you know, at the end of that, everything's going to uh, be okay. Well, I suppose something might go wrong, and you might sure you might not. But yeah, uh, you know that notwithstanding, twenty days. It's not that long, and and you know, it like they they they're acting like he's going like all the way to Mars, and he's going to be there by himself. But really, it's just like three weeks by yourself. Yeah. <sighs> you're, you're, I, I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, well, I would go and, mad. And I'm specifying, you know, that it's over at the end of 20 days. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to demonstrate how weak my constitution is emotionally, <laughs> mentally, <laughs> physically. <laughs> I would go insane. Okay. Fair. So I, I guess I'm, I'm just enough of a, enough of a loner. Yeah. I, I, I would be I, like, listen, I know it's 20 days. Uh, I'll be done. I get to see the moon. Oh, in yeah. In the meantime. I mean, there's nothing wrong or boastful about saying that you can do it. I'm just saying I would go nuts. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, that's a good question. We'll have to throw it on Twitter. Yes, uh, could absolutely. Could you handle 20 days by yourself, uh, standing on your head with, with no problem, or <laughs> would you would you go nuts like, uh, like, like Mike Ferris did? <laughs> Let's uh, let's get those polls out on Twitter, guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I, th- I think we've uh, covered uh, uh, where is everybody uh, pretty well. So, oh yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about uh, one for the angels. It's a goofy one. <laughs> <laughs> up there, up there in the vastness of space, in the void that is sky, up there is an enemy known as isolation. It sits there in the stars waiting, waiting with the patience of eons, forever waiting in the twilight zone. Gabatron?